Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Kahn, taking a look at bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, March 10th. In the NHL, we have a jam-packed 13-game card to go through. But before we do that, take a moment to give the show a like. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network if you haven't done so already. Okay, we'll move through these quickly. We've got 13 to hit. I'll try to get to all of them uh, over the course of the next 15 minutes or so. First up, probably the game of the night, maybe a Stanley Cup final preview. The Colorado Avalanche are minus 115 in Carolina to take on the Canes, who are minus 105. The over-under is at six for this game. This will be the third road game in four nights for the Avs. They beat the Isles on Monday. They lost to the Devils on Tuesday, a game where they actually led 3-0. The Canes have won two in a row and haven't played since Sunday. Frederick Anderson is listed as day-to-day and is questionable for this game. I'll keep it short. I like the Canes on the money line here. I think anytime you get them close to a dog price, especially on home ice, you have to play them, or at least that's how I'm looking at it. Obviously, Colorado's a great team, but I think there's some value with the Canes on home ice. I would like Frederick Anderson to be healthy, crossing my fingers that he's good enough to play this game. If not, I guess I'll have to swallow it and go with uh, Auntie Ranta. So Canes money line at home in what I think is probably the game of the night on Thursday. Next up, we've got the much-anticipated Jack Eichel return to Buffalo. The Vegas Golden Knights minus 230 favorites in this game on the road. The Sabres are plus 185 on the money line at home. The over-under is six for this game. Game two of a five-game road trip for Vegas that started with a 2-1 loss in Philly on Tuesday. Um, if I'm looking at a Vegas angle here, you know, obviously Jack Eichel is going to get a lot of talk going into this game. He's actually been great on the over three and a half shot prop. So I would give that a look. He's going to be frisky with the shot. I would assume in Buffalo on Thursday, Shea Theodore is another one to look at at over two and a half. The Sabres have lost two in a row and eight of their last 10 games, only one goal scored in their last two. I think they get up for this game, but it's, it's tough to trust Buffalo. And it honestly, it's tough to tr- trust Vegas, like minus two thirty on the money line. They can't even beat Philly tough to really back the Knights, but I do like those shot props with Eichel and Theodore on Thursday night. Uh, next up, we've got the Winnipeg Jets minus 120 favorites on the road in New Jersey to take on the Devils, who are even money at home. The over-under is up at six for this game. The Jekyll and Hyde Jets continue as they've had such an inconsistent and disappointing season for all the talent on that roster coming off a 7-4 win in Tampa or over Tampa. It was in Winnipeg on Tuesday. The Devils come in with a two-game win streak over top teams in the West, the Blues and the Avs. Nico Heischer is day-to-day right now, but I really like the way that this Devils team is playing. There's a bunch of shot props I think you could look at here for the Devils as well. Jack Hughes is up to three and a half, but he still seems to be going over that with regularity. Uh, guys like Dawson Mercer and, and Tomas Tatar in the top six who usually sit at one and a half. I don't mind them for how many minutes they're playing right now. Igor Sharangovich at two and a half is another one to look at. I like the Devils on the money line here. I think plus money is nice for the way that they're playing and the over six seems like good value with where it's standing right now. I think you should see some offense between these two teams on Thursday. Next up, we've got the Toronto Maple Leafs minus 400 favorites on home ice with the Yotes coming in at plus 310 on the money line. The over-under is up at six and a half. No surprise there for this game. The Yotes have won three in a row, including beating the Avs, who uh, I actually talked about on the show last week when I did this. And and I mentioned the Yotes as a possible good underdog against the Avs. They came through for us. I put a few bucks down on that. That one felt nice. And since then, they've scored 17 goals in two games. I don't know where that's come from. It seems like everything's going in for the Yotes right now. Nick Schmaltz looks like vintage Wayne Gretzky. 
The Leafs have, have actually won two in a row. They're scoring as well, which is what they usually do. 11 goals for in their last two wins. They've also been giving up quite a bit though, as well. Um, in terms of the money line, I, I mean, it's difficult to play the Leafs at minus 400, especially with the way the Yotes have been kind of pesky lately. So probably stay away in that aspect. If I had to play something, it would probably just be a play on the over the way these teams are, are kind of going back and forth and scoring right now. But uh, the safest play for the Leafs right now just seems to be an Austin Matthews goal. I mean, the guy scores every single game. So the price is obviously going to be really high and you're going to have to lay a lot of chalk for that. But it's it seems like almost free money at this point with how often he's putting it in the back of the net and how well that top line is playing as well next up we've got the seattle kraken even money on the road in ottawa to take on the sens who are minus 120 slight home favorites uh game four of a five game road trip for seattle that is not going well they've lost all three so far giving up 14 goals in the process they did battle back against the maple leafs but still ended up falling short the sens return home after a five game road trip where it didn't go well for them either. They went one and four, but it did end with a 4-1 win in St. Louis on Tuesday. So they come back to Ottawa with some good vibes. They're starting to get a little bit healthier as well, uh, but they just haven't looked great. Neither of these teams have really looked great over the past couple of weeks. I think I would have to lean towards the Sens money line. This isn't a game that's probably going to make my card, but if I had to make a pick, Sens at home minus 120 would probably be the play, but this is an easy stay away game for me with a busy Thursday slate. Next up, we've got the Minnesota Wild minus 190 favorites on the road in Detroit to take on the Wings, who are plus 155 on the money line. The over-under is up at six and a half for this game. The Wild continue to play overs almost every game. No matter where you set the line at, it seems like Minnesota finds a way to creep over the total. Coming off a 5-2 win against the Rangers on Tuesday. A couple shot props to look at from the Minnesota side. Matt Boldy has been pretty sneaky lately. You can usually get plus money on the over two and a half. And Ryan Hartman, after he dipped for a while, maybe he's back. He's starting to shoot the puck a lot. He's still up on that top line with Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, the Wings, on the other hand, have lost three in a row, and they've given up 15 goals in their last two, including a nine spot to the Yotes in just a pathetic performance uh, the other night. So I'd have to think that they bounce back a little bit and they play better in this game. But I feel like Minnesota is going to start to get on a bit of a roll here. They had their dip. They went against the Rangers the other night. They looked a little bit better defensively, a little tighter. So I think they go into Detroit and they keep things rolling. I would look to play Minnesota on the puck line here, you know, minus 190 price, a little too steep. So I would look to get some plus money, maybe play the regulation or play the puck line for Minnesota. And the over six and a half is at least worth a look with how much Minnesota scores. I think Detroit can keep up enough. So Minnesota puck line in the over for me in that game. Next up, we've got another game that projects to be pretty high scoring, the Florida Panthers minus 350 favorites on home ice. Philadelphia coming in at plus 275 on the money line. The over-under is up at six and a half for this game as well. The Flyers have actually won two in a row and have been able to hold third period leads all of a sudden. So I don't know where that's come from for them, but that was a major problem for them for a while. They were able to hang on the other night. I think in big part uh, due to Carter Hart making 40 plus saves against Vegas, but still nice to see Philly actually hanging on to these leads. The Panthers have won four in a row, more of the same for them. They've scored 19 goals over those four games, also more of the same than what we're used to with the Panthers this year. 25-6-0 on home ice this season as well. They've been really good um, in Florida. Uh, hard to back Philly in this spot. I just think it's too much to not enough. The, the, the Panthers are just so deep. I don't think Philly will be able to keep up with them. 
If I had to make a play, it's probably a, a lean towards the over six and a half. I think the Panthers could run it up in this one. And you're just hoping that the Flyers score a couple. If you're looking for shot props, Konechny and Giroux have been pretty good on the Flyer side of things. And in terms of the Panthers, you can kind of dip into the secondary guys. You can look at guys like Sam Reinhardt, maybe Sam Bennett to target, even Jonathan Huberto. He seems to be creeping back into that over two and a half spot that, that's, that's pretty bettable for him. So I'd give a look to those names on Thursday night. Next up, we've got an original six clash, the Boston Bruins minus 275 favorites on home ice, the Chicago Blackhawks plus 220 on the road. The over-under is set at five and a half for this game. Chicago's coming off an 8-3 win over the Ducks on Tuesday, and Dylan Strome has just exploded the past few games. Top line assignment, more time on ice. He's been a great player for DFS, even season-long fantasy. If you're able to sneak him off the wire, I was able to grab him in a couple of leagues. I'm feeling pretty good about that right now. So I hope he keeps that up. The Bruins came home after a road trip on Monday and they actually blew a late lead to the Kings. They were up in that game till about 30 seconds remaining. Trevor Moore ties the game and then the Kings win it on an Athanasiu winner in overtime. But they've been good for the most part lately. I'm not going to kill the Bruins for, for losing that game. That's a game that they usually close out. They just weren't able to do it. I think they get back on track here a couple days off since that loss on Monday. They're on home ice. And I, I think that Monday spot was always going to be tough coming back from a long road trip. So I like the fact that they've had a couple days off. I, I'd be comfortable playing the, the Bruins on the puck line or in regulation. I think that they should win this game against Chicago. And even the over five and a half, like with how much scoring is up, we're up, up to close to like 6.2 goals per game in the NHL right now. Anytime I see an over five and a half, I, I kind of just want to blind bet it at this point, just because we are seeing so many goals. We're seeing teams pull their goaltender so early now as well, leads to a lot of empty netters late in the third period. So Bruins puck line and the over five and a half is how I would play that thing on Thursday. Next up, we've got the New York Islanders minus 160 favorites on home ice with the Columbus Blue Jackets coming in at plus 140 on the money line. Uh, the Jackets hopes of chasing down a playoff spot have been derailed a little bit. Three losses in a row, two of them did come in extra time. So they picked up a couple of points, but they need more than that. Scoring a lot, Line A, Bjorkstrand, Warinsky, all these guys have been pretty good for shot props lately for the Jackets. They seem to be driving a lot of the play. The Isles, on the other hand, have lost three of four, almost had a wild comeback against the abs on Monday, but they fell just short. Um, guys like Beauvillier, though, Brock Nelson, uh, Noah Dobson as well have been trending up, especially with Matt Barzell out of the lineup. He is still being called day to day, so I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to go for this game. I think the value here still lies with the Jackets. Uh, I mean, I, I still think a lot of the price that you're paying for the Islanders is what they've done the past couple of years, like minus 160 for the Isles. Sure, they could go out and win this game. I think they're just as good as Columbus, prob probably even a little bit better. But minus 160 price, I think, is too steep for where this team is at, especially if there is no Matt Barzell on Thursday. So I'd give a lean towards the Jackets at plus 140. And again, just like what I said with the Boston-Chicago game and over five and a half. I think that this game has potential to open up a little bit. So Columbus on the money line over five and a half for that one. Next up, we've got a pretty pivotal game in the West playoff race. The Nashville Predators minus 185 favorites at home. Anaheim comes in at plus 160 on the money line. Again, we've got an, an over-under at five and a half for this game. The Ducks got embarrassed in Chicago on Tuesday. 
to start a five-game road trip. They just completely no-showed that game. They battled back, made the score look a little better, but it was just an embarrassing performance. Uh, Trevor Zegers, though, is a name to, to watch. I know everyone knows about him, but in terms of the shot prop market, he's starting to get a lot more responsibility. Ryan Getzlaff out of the lineup, he's kind of become that top-line guy, and you usually get plus money for his over two and a half. So keep an eye on that in terms of the shot prop market. The Preds scored late on Tuesday to get a big regulation win in that West playoff race. And like I said, there's major implications here. So I don't love a, a side in this game. I mean, I think if I had to play it, it would be the Ducks at plus 160, but I'm going to stay away. I think the Preds find a way to grind out another win here. And this doesn't fall into that same bucket of liking the over five and a half. I just think Nashville is going to try to lock it down a little bit more. So this one's a complete stay away for me on Thursday. Next up, we've got the St. Louis Blues minus 130 favorites on home ice with the Rangers coming in at plus 110 on the money line. The over-under is five and a half for this game as well. The Rangers continue a four-game road trip through the Central Division that has a win and a loss so far. So mixed results for the Rangers uh, was Georgiev last game, so I would expect them to go back to Igor Shosturkin here. The Blues have all of a sudden lost four in a row, including a 4-1 loss to Ottawa on Tuesday where they did not look good. That was a Jordan Binnington game. So again, just like what I said with Georgiev, I would expect the Blues to go back to Ville Husso here. So I'm thinking this is probably going to be a Husso versus Shosturkin pretty good goaltending matchup on Thursday. I would look towards the Rangers on the money line. I just think anytime you see plus money and Igor Shosturkin starting, you have to consider it just how good he is. Like the Rangers could go out and just win this game being the more talented team. But I think they could also win the game by just having the more talented goaltender in, in Shesterkin. So plus 110 Rangers on the money line. Don't mind that. And a slight lean towards the under at plus money on the under five and a half as well. Next up, we've got a great game here. The Tampa Bay Lightning in Calgary to take on the Flames. Both teams minus 110 for this one. A complete pick em. The over-under is at six here. Tampa continues their trip through Western Canada after they lost 7-4 to the Jets on Tuesday. And the Flames have been incredibly consistent lately. They did drop a game to Tuesday against Washington, but they were playing the second half of a back-to-back after a rivalry game the night before. It was three and four for Calgary as well. They played Colorado over the weekend, so wasn't a great spot for the Flames. I think this one's much better. I don't love the game, but minus 110 for the Flames, the way that they've been playing, I think that would be where I would lean here in a, a total pick-up. Home ice uh, matters, and they've been much better uh, on home ice this year than they were at the start of the season, so Flames minus 110 would be my lean for this game and last game on the card, we've got a, an all California battle, the LA Kings minus 210 favorites on home ice with San Jose coming in plus 170 on the money line. The Sharks have lost three in a row and have only one regulation win since January 26. They just have not looked good, especially with Eric Carlson out of the lineup. And the LA Kings return home after a successful four-game road trip where they went three and one. They rallied late to beat the Bruins on Monday. Anyone that listens to this regularly or listens to my show on, on Sirius XM as well knows how much I love the LA Kings. I got my Kings futures in at the start of the year. Um, I'm just going to roll with them here. I don't love the price, but I'd be willing to, to take them in regulation or on the puck line. I just think the Kings are a much better team right now than San Jose. As for DraftKings on Thursday, there's obviously a lot to pick from. I mean, 13 games, just pick your favorite players and roll with it. 
Uh, at the top of the board, I would probably avoid Kucherov in that Calgary matchup. It just feels like a big price for a game I think is going to be slower. Calgary just doesn't give you a lot. I would probably start my team, either go really expensive with Matthews at 9,400 and, and eat the chalk there, or even Kirill Kaprizov at 7,800 in a good matchup. Then you could go for more of a balanced build. The Bruins are interesting. I, I said I like the matchup against Chicago. Marshawn's only 6,900. Bergeron's 6,900. Even Pasternak at 7,200. I think these are all nice guys that you could have as your first or second guy into your lineup. Uh, Jack Eichel in Buffalo. He's going to be popular. He's $6,700 at that price tag. And with the revenge narrative, people are going to want to play Eichel. And, and for good reason, I think it's a really good spot for him on Thursday night. The Leafs versus Arizona, obviously another team that's going to be pretty popular with how much they score. And Arizona certainly will give you some goals. You could pivot off the Leafs top line. It's risky, but you could pivot off Matthews, Marner, Bunting, and you could target the second line and hope that they're the line that has the big game. John Tavares, William Nylander, cheaper. You can fill in some other nice pieces. Even the Yotes aren't bad as cheap plays too. The Leafs have been really leaky, giving up a lot. Their goaltending hasn't been great. I could see Arizona keeping it going to an extent. So maybe target some of their top players as cheaper DraftKings plays, lower owned plays than the Leafs will be. Certainly Uh, Minnesota in Detroit, another team I think should be able to score a lot. Matt Boldy, I mentioned him earlier as a shot prop. Jewel Erickson Eck is another one. And Ryan Hartman seems to have found his game again and is becoming a viable DraftKings play. And the game I think could be sneaky and open up actually is Columbus and the Islanders, a game that's at a a five and a half total, uh, but and not a game I don't think a lot of people will target for DraftKings, especially with 13 games on the card. Bjorkstrand's heating up at 4,400. I mentioned Nelson Beauvillier and Dobson with Barzal out of the lineup. They are driving a lot of play. So give those names a look when you're filling out your lineups on Thursday. That'll be it for me today. You can check me out on Twitter at jhan 4 Thanks for watching or listening and good luck with your bets and your lineups. I'll catch you all next week.